Warning, this radio show contains strong language, excessive use of alcohol and tobacco products, a whole lot of bullshit and nudity. We here at WBWalker.com are not responsible for any lewd behavior, recklessness, illegal acts, or unwanted pregnancies. Directly caused by listening to this radio show. Viewer discretion is advised. me it's old wb walker and you're listening to wb walker's old soul radio show broadcasting on itunes and over wbwalker.com i just want to start out by saying thanks for tuning in to me again hell what y'all think of last week's episode i mean hell old drew kennedy and the trishes was pretty damn good wasn't they but hell i got a feeling if y'all enjoyed last week's episode you're probably gonna enjoy tonight's because like always, I'm going to feature a couple more artists for you. Old Joey Alcorn, old Sturgill Simpson. But hell, this is a first for me on the Old Soul Radio Show. Because earlier today, I mean, old Joey Alcorn had his little chat, and I recorded it. So hell, get to the interview. Here's a little talk I had with old Joey Alcorn on WB Walkers. Old Soul Radio Show. Wow. What's going on, friends? This is W.B. Walker, and you're listening to the Old Soul Radio Show, broadcasting on iTunes and over at WBWalker.com. This is a first for me. This is the first time I've done an interview here on my radio show. I'm going to interview one of the artists I'm going to be featuring for you this evening, Mr. Joey Alcorn. How you doing, Joey? Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, it's going pretty good. I tell you, a buddy of mine first turned me on to your music here a couple years ago. He told me that he knew I was a fan of traditional country music, so he thought I should check your music out. Yeah, I've been a fan ever since. Won't you tell everybody about the tribute album you're putting together for the Hank Williams Museum? Well, we're trying to put together a project to raise money to uh, make a CD that'll be available at the Hank Museum uh, because the museum basically functions strictly on people coming through the door is uh, their only revenue in the gift shop there. So I had the idea to try to put together a record um, kind of as a, a benefit, if you will, um, to benefit, you know, give them some more money there to help them out with things and uh, make sure people can uh, enjoy that collection of Hank Williams memorabilia for a long time to come. Well, I know I've listened to a lot of tribute albums that uh, people have released that have mostly featured Hank covers, you know, them doing Hank songs. But the uh, project you're working on, it mostly consists of songs that uh, kind of relate to Hank's life, correct? Yeah, well, the, the centerpiece of it is an old song called The Death of Hank Williams, and uh I know if you got a lot of listeners there that in West Virginia, they probably remember this song. It was the first Hank Williams tribute song that came out back in 1953, and the first line of it is "Way up in West Virginia," you know, and um, the big blue cars rolling and this and that, and uh, that that's the centerpiece of it. And that song was written by Jack Cardwell, who was a Mobile, Alabama disc jockey, and he wrote it on January 1st after he heard that Hank had passed away. Uh, so we're going to do that 
song. I'm going to record that one for the project. Um, Rachel Brooke is going to be joining me, and we're going to be doing a song called uh, Death is Only a Dream. And that is according to a 1952 country song roundup interview. Hank said that was his favorite song. And to my knowledge, it hadn't been recorded, God, I think since the 60s. I think Ralph Stanley did a version. So kind of bring some life back to that one. And um, my buddy Jake Denrod down in Austin, Texas, uh, me and him are going to do a version of uh, Midnight, which is that's the last song that Hank Williams ever sang while he was on that last trip. So it's uh, you know it's a tribute album, but it's more or less there's going to be some regular tribute songs that some friends of mine are, are contributing, but the the stuff that I'm focused on and, and my friends are doing are more uh, songs that just kind of have to do with with Hank's life and death. Well, I'll tell you a few years ago when the uh, Lost Notebooks of Hank Williams came out, I really enjoyed it because it kind of gave people a glimpse of some of the songs you know that he'd been working on that didn't have the opportunity to finish so i really enjoyed it which i like uh there's a lot of hank tribute albums i've listened to that features covers and how i enjoy it how i could listen to hank's songs all day long but what you're doing i think is a really cool thing and i'm really excited about uh being able to listen to it when it is released uh how about you tell everybody about how you got associated with with the museum and how long you've been working with them well i, I first went over there i live about an hour from montgomery and I first went over there back in 1999 when I was probably 18 at that time um, and met Cecil and Beth and Dolores and the people that were running the museum and uh, just started hanging out over there and I would go over there and play guitar and uh, people would tip me and you know, give me money and stuff and I'd just sit there all day and sing Hank Williams songs and um, you know it was just a really cool thing for me you know sitting there with the Cadillac that he died in and everything and you know entertaining his fans that came through and uh you know just through the years I mean as I've kind of gone in my own direction with my career you know I've always had a relationship with him and uh you know I always do anything I can to uh give back to Hank Williams because I mean if it wasn't for him I you know I wouldn't be in the music business today I mean he he's the main reason I'm in it and so any chance I find where I can give something back to him, you know, for what I've gotten out of it, uh, you know, I, I try to get involved with it. Well, that's something I can really respect. I mean, you're doing what you can to try to give back to somebody that had such a big influence on your life. I mean, I'd probably I'd probably say if it wasn't for Hank, I probably wouldn't be doing my podcast today. And I'd almost guarantee that I wouldn't have the opportunity to do this interview with you. So, I mean, hell, it's funny how things work out. But I really commend you doing what you can to give back to the man that influenced so many of us. But let's talk about back in 99 when you was uh, playing at the museum. I mean, I'd say it was a pretty good experience for the people that was lucky enough to see you back then. I mean, you get the visual aspect from the museum, then you get the audio aspect from you playing Hank's songs. I mean, I'd say that's something them people probably never forgot. Well, I hope so. I mean, it was, it was like I said, it was a lot of fun, and, and I met, you know, a lot of people um, doing that. And, you know, it's... Uh, Hell, I ought to go over there and do it now. I ain't been touring in about two years. I ought to go over there and start doing that again. I might have been making more money over there. <laughs> Hell, just give me a call. I'll come up and watch you. At least you have one person there. I can guarantee you that. Now, the website people can go to to check out the uh, project is hankrecord.com, correct? Yeah, and we just, you know, we have it set up as, as what they call a, a crowdsourcing thing, which that's a new word for me. Um, and it just basically means the same thing as a Kickstarter. And, you know, it's just where we, you know, we put some packages together with the museum of some really cool Hank memorabilia that uh, people are going to get in return for their contributions to the project. And, 
tomorrow, well, let's see, Monday, we'll be at, uh, that'll be a week, I launched it Monday a week ago, and I think we're at $870 right now, so in the first week, we got about a quarter of the funds raised, so uh, it's off to a pretty good start, you know, as long as we can, you know, keep it pushing and uh, promoting it. Well, every now and again, I'll tell my listeners how they can make a donation to my website. I mean, there is certain expenses with doing this podcast, but if you have been thinking about making a donation, I'd really like for you to make it to hankrecord.com instead. i tell you what, Joey's doing is a pretty cool thing. I mean, all donations do go towards the Hank Williams Museum. So, I mean, just if you can help out, you know, throw a dollar or two in. But uh, let's talk for a minute about the new uh, album you're working on, Joey, uh, Nothing Left to Prove. Does it still look like it's going to be released next year? Yeah, that's what it's looking like right now. For those listeners that's familiar with you that's uh, listened to 50 Years Too Late and All Alone Again, I mean, what can they expect from the new album? I mean, how's it going to be different from the previous two? Well, it's, uh, it, it's uh, to me, in my opinion, it's a little more 60s sounding country. Um, all the songs have, like, pedal steel, you know, and the, the guitar play is a little bit different. So uh, it's just kind of a, uh, a natural evolution of the first two. Um, you know, I mean, every time you make a record, you always say, well, this one here is my best one, and, you know, which you want to say that. So, I mean, I, I'm very proud of it. I think it came together really well. Um, it's the first time I've ever done any covers on an album. There's three covers on it, and I wrote the other ten songs. But, uh, but overall, sound-wise, I mean, it's just... You know, 50 Years Too Late was like the 40s and 50s style country, and it, you know, was all non-pedal steel and just pretty old school sound. And then, and all alone again, I kind of kept some of that, but I kind of brought in the pedal steel with Lloyd Green and, uh, you know, evolved that a little bit. So this one's just the next step in that process. But with this one here, I think I've I've really, like, found a sound that I like and uh, that I'll probably probably stick with i'm real comfortable with the way this record sounds well from what i've heard of it so far i've really enjoyed it uh something i'm really looking forward to when the finished product is done uh the song you sent me the other day the dean martin cover little old wine drinker which i'm gonna play here in a little bit for everybody i think it's pretty cool how you done it uh like i said i'm really looking forward to the finished product uh, but the other day i was watching some of your youtube videos and uh stumbled across a video that you done with O'Don helms what was it like to be able to play on stage with him? Well, like I told Don, we were driving to a show one time. I said, Don, if I don't care, whatever I do for the rest of my career, nothing will ever top, you know, working with you. Yeah. And and he was just always kind of like, oh, well, you know, whatever. You know? <laughs> I mean, because he, he didn't see himself, you know, as somebody like me or you would look at him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, man, I mean, that was just, in my opinion, that was when I was on stage with Don, that was the only time in my life where I really got to step into Hank Williams' boots for a little while. And it is just the the eeriest thing to be up there singing those Hank Williams songs, to hear that steel behind you. And when you turn around to give Don a lead, you know, you're looking at the same steel guitar that was on stage with Hank Williams, and you're watching the same guy play it. And, uh, I mean, it's just, it's, for, for a Hank Williams fan, as I know you are, it, it's just, it, that's, beyond words to me yeah me being a hank fan i swear i just when i watched that video of you i tried to put myself in your boots i mean hell i can't carry a tune in a bucket but i just tried to imagine what it would be like to be on stage with don i mean i could tell you was on cloud nine i mean i kind of figured that 
in a, in a million years, you would have never imagined that you'd been sharing the stage with Don Helms. Oh no, no, and it was, you know, and and not only working with him, but just being friends with him and and talking to him and learning from him, and uh, you know, it, it was just uh, an experience that you know I'll have with me for the rest of my life, and uh, you know, I, I learned a lot from Don and. Kind of like Hank Jr. said in uh, that song on his new record, he said, I'm from the old school, you know, but I made up some new rules, and I learned from some pretty good teachers along the way. And, uh, you know, Don, Marty Stewart said it best when uh, I was actually out of town when Don passed away, and I got back to Nashville, and I went to a Waffle House and bought the paper, and they had a story about Don on the cover. And the uh, first line was a quote from Marty Stewart, and he said that Don Helms was the dean of Nashville musicians. And I said, you know, that's that's about the best you could probably put it. And and he was he was so respected by everyone in Nashville, and uh, you know, and, and by people around the world, you know, from playing with Hank. And you know, I remember asking Don one time, you know, what was the one thing that he would want people to remember about him after he was gone, aside from playing with Hank and Patsy Cline and Ray Price and all these legendary people. And he said, well, he said, I, I just hope people, you know, will, will know what I did was with integrity. Yeah. I mean, and and I, I believe that. Well, I agree with you. I mean, just like Don, I mean, he's so well-respected because of the music he made and, you know, the fact that he played with Hank Williams. But people long for, you know, the for that kind of music. I mean, like we was talking about earlier, I mean, you turn it on country radio and you're going to hear what they want you to hear. I mean, a lot of my buddies, a lot of the guys that I – do a lot of drinking and stuff with. I mean, some of us in their 60s and 70s. And, I mean, it's it, it's pretty cool for me to be able to play them somebody like you or Shelton or Wayne or Dale, you know, somebody still keeping the older music alive because there's so many people that still long for that. And uh, like we was talking about earlier, I mean, there's so much good music out there. I mean, you just you just got to go out and look for it. You know, I mean, any anything worth having, you know, they say, you know, it's worth, you know, working for and everything. And, and, and I think music's the same way. And I think that, uh, I think the people that, that find, you know, the, the alternative country scene or the outlaw scene or the Texas scene or whatever type of music you want to call it, you know, those are the people that deserve it and that love it and that have a passion for it. And the people that listen to country radio, they're, they're not really looking for anything deeper than what they're being given mm-hmm. and you know and, and that's fine i mean there, there's a lot of people that don't don't want their music to have anything deeper to it and they're fine with that but uh you know there, there's a lot of people that do and i think the people that do in the end they'll find it talking a little bit more about your music i'm gonna tell a little story about a little experience i had here a couple of years or so ago i got off work and i went to this little bar here around the house and uh i walked in and I mean, when I drink, I want to hear them sad old songs. But uh, I sat down at the bar, and I mean, just all the music was real upbeat. I mean, it was anything from like Shine Down to, to Billy Ocean. I mean, it was just not what I wanted to hear. So once I kind of got tired of, you know, what I was hearing, I got up and went to the jukebox, and uh, I put a five in, and uh, I started playing some songs I wanted to hear, some old drinking music. And uh, one of the first songs I played was Conway Twitty's uh, Linda on My Mind. And it probably didn't get a quarter of a way into it. And this guy walked up to me and he said, Man, he said, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't play nothing else like that. I said, oh, You don't like it? He said, No, I love it. He said, But I'm here because I'm having problems at home. And I'm trying to come here to kind of cheer myself up a little bit and have a good time. He said, 
I don't want to hear them sad old songs. He said, I can't take it. He said, it's about to put me over the edge. So hey, I just sat down and finished my beer. I let them guys take back over control of the jukebox. But hell, on my way home, I started thinking about this fella, and I figured he's had something going on in his life. I figured his old lady left him, or she's cheating on him or something, because hell, he didn't want to hear no Linda on my mind. But hell, I think that's what makes a good country song, something that can really get to you, you know, something that can really talk to your soul. And hell, the first time I heard your album, All Alone Again, the song Six Feet Down, it got me all choked up. Because, hell, you know, it kind of put me in the mindset of something would happen to my wife, you know, just what I'd go through. And, man, I tell you, I really commend you. I mean, that's really a sign of a good songwriter when you write something that can really get to people. So, hell, I ain't just saying this because I'm talking to you, but, hell, you grew a good one with that one. Appreciate it, you know. I mean, I I, I love, the, you know, the sadder the better, you know, for, for my opinion. And uh, it's a shame, you know, you can't go make a living doing that stuff, but, I mean... The majority of the stuff I write, I'd say 75% of it, you know, is stuff like that. And, uh, you know, most of it I'll never record or, or release because it doesn't, it doesn't push the live stuff. And, you know, that's where you make, you know, a lot of your money is playing live and touring. And when you go to the bars, you know, they don't want to hear, you know, like that song, I've never done that song live, you know, and I probably never will unless it's like a, a singer-songwriter type show or something. But, um you know, I mean, and, and with Hank Williams and, and all the people that, that I look up to, I mean, the the deeper and, you know, the worse it hurts, man, the more I love it. And, uh, you know, it's just like the guy told you, you know, a lot of people can't deal with that. But, um, you know, for, for the people that can, um, I, I think it, it, it helps a lot. And, um, you know, when I was a teenager and stuff and, you know, dating girls and things like that, it, you know, Hank Williams helped me through a lot of that and uh, helped me understand and prepare for a lot of things that would happen later in my life in relationships and uh and i think that's i think that should always be the the goal of country music like lightning hopkins said it's the white man's blues Mm -hmm. and you know and and for the most part i mean i'm i'm not a i don't write drinking songs that well i don't write party songs i don't write all that stuff you know i mean i i'm a i'm a hardcore sad country guy <laughs> that you know and, that, and that's what i love and, and that's what i'll always do but you have to do the, the other stuff to kind of you know stay in business well i gotta respect you for that i mean hell i understand but there's just something about them sad old songs that just talk to me i mean hell i've had a dime for every time i've got drunk to an old hank williams song i mean hell i could probably pay my damn house off i mean hell in my opinion old country music cut its teeth on the most sad songs that, that's the heart and soul of country music is, is the sad song. Yeah, nowadays the sad songs you hear on country radio ain't nothing but a bunch of stupid shit. Their truck broke down. Yeah, my truck broke down or my dog died or some stupid shit like that. Something I was curious about, I seen a picture on your Instagram and you had a uh, had a picture of an album that you that you own, an old Ultratone uh, home recording disc. How did you come across owning yeah. that? I bought that from Red Foley's cousin's grandson. And uh, he, he just had it, and uh, I found out about it. And he tell you, it's one of the hundred bucks for it. But hell, I'll take it. Uh-huh. So I got with him and got it from him. And uh, it, it's just an old acetate, and it's from May fifth of nineteen fifty one. And it, it's a uh, Hank singing "Cold Cold Heart." The other side uh, is is not playable. It, it's chipped more than the front. But um, you can see where Hank had written the word "night" or "right." It, it's really not clear which one it is. And uh, it kind of my paint collector friends I've showed it to and everything we we kind of think it might have been a demo 
the night that George Morgan ended up recording. But, uh, we, you know, it's impossible to play it because it's actually just broke like half the damn acetate is gone. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. But it, it's, that's probably the, uh, as far as the collectible things go, that's probably the, the coolest piece I have of Hank Williams. What What's some of your first memories of Hank? I mean, growing up, I mean, how... How young were you when you first kind of got turned on to that kind of music? I mean, what kind of got you there? I mean, was it your family? Well, I first I first heard it when I was fourteen. I had a went with my mom to Kmart and she bought a Twenty Four Greatest Hits record, uh, that white one with that bust of Hank on the cover, and she played it on the way home. and, and I was kind of like, well, this is kind of interesting, and uh, I said, let me borrow that. So she let me borrow it, and hell, I still got it. You know, sixteen years later or whatever it is, and. Um, it just started from there, and, and I made a tape of it. And you know, when I was sixteen, I drove around with with Hank Williams tapes in my car, and uh, just you know, sang the hell out of all that stuff. I mean, you know, just learned how to play guitar, listening to him. And you know, once once I kind of exhausted the Hank Williams library, I was like, well, who did he listen to? And then it was you know Ernest Tubb and Roy Aka, and I got really into them. And then I was like, well, this Lefty Frizzell guy was around at the same time, and you know him and Hank toured together. So I really got into Lefty, and then Ernest Tubb led to Jimmy Rogers, and it just it just all kind of branches out, you know. And you, you learn about all these guys, but uh, I think that uh, Hank uh, certainly brings more people. Hank and Johnny Cash, I think, bring more people to traditional country music than anybody else. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. When people think of country music, Johnny Cash and old Hank's who they think of. I'll tell you, back in 2000, uh, a cousin of mine, he called me up and asked me if I wanted to go see Johnny Cash with him, which I knew of Johnny Cash. I mean, I knew Ring of Fire, and I walked the line, and I've been everywhere and all that. But uh, I wasn't a real big fan of Johnny Cash at the time. I mean, back then, I mean, hell, this is back when I was 15 years old. I was listening to a lot of Nirvana and Pearl Jam and stuff like that. And I really regret not going i mean because hell it could have been something hell that changed my life i mean getting to see johnny cash but it's something i've regretted ever since and that was why i was so adamant when i had the opportunity to go see willie here a couple weeks ago because once the greats are gone i mean they're gone but hell talking about willie and all i'll tell a little story about the first time i realized that old hank williams done a version of blue eyes crying in the rain i mean i always from the first time i heard that song i thought hank williams could have done a good version of it but i never knew he did and when uh, I first bought the Mother's Best box set, and I'm scrolling through my iPod, checking it out, and I seen Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain. And at first, I thought, ah, that can't be the same song, you know. But uh, I listened to it, and sure enough, it was. And it just literally made my jaw drop. I mean, I had no idea that Willie didn't write that song. I mean, hell, it's Willie's first number one hit. I figured with all the songs he'd wrote, I figured he wrote that one. But, uh, I mean, hell, the first time I heard it, I mean, it just really just, like I said, blew me away. And uh, it just amazes me how many people doesn't know the Hank Dunn version of that song. I mean, I don't understand why he didn't release it as a single. I, I guess he, he never did. I mean, I know that Fred Rose wrote it for Roy Acuff, but, I mean, hell, it's one hell of a song. I mean, it's a lot of people's favorite song. Well, you know, there's a there's an old saying that says a good song don't care who sings it. And uh, and, and that's true, and, and that song's a, a perfect example of it. I mean, just lyrically, it's a beautiful song, and... Uh, Fred Rose was just uh, something else, you know, when it came to, to putting songs together and, and making them really masterpieces. Well, let me ask you this. I remember reading a while back about Hank writing Mansion on the Hill on the spot. You know, somebody had heard these songs and said, hell, 
I just can't believe that you wrote all these songs. So he wrote it, you know, to prove them wrong. But then a few months after that, I read that that story was just kind of urban legend. Uh, to your knowledge, is there any truth to this? Well, you know, that there's a couple of stories about that song. Um, there's another story that uh, Audrey actually wrote it. She claimed at some point in her life that she wrote it. And then there's the story that Hank wrote it on the spot to prove that, you know, he, he could write songs. Um, so that's one. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Who really knows? I mean, there's that song just for whatever reason was, uh, you know, batted around with, with these stories around it. So I don't know. It's a pretty song. Yo, Hank wrote a lot of beautiful songs. I mean, sometimes I sit and think about the fact that he did go so young. I mean, it's hard telling what he would have wrote, you know, if he would have stayed around and become an old man but i believe when it's your time to go it's your time to go i believe the good lord put you here for as long as you're meant to be here and to accomplish what you're supposed to do and uh and i think hank fulfilled what he was supposed to do i agree with you 100 percent. and and i think i think he's still fulfilling what he's supposed to do you know through through everybody myself and you and everybody else that's a fan of him and uh still take something away from his music well, I agree with you. I tell you, Joey, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk to you. I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to play some of your music for everybody. For those of you that have heard you, they know what they're in store for. And for those of you that haven't, I tell you, friends, you're in for a treat. But I tell you, brother, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me here. I hope I ain't aggravated you too damn much. No, man. I enjoy being here talking to you. It's uh... Always good to talk to people up there from West Virginia. I played up there quite a bit and got quite a few friends around there. So that's, that's one of the places I, when I'm damn tour and when I get to, I feel like I'm at home. So Well, hopefully next year, once the, the new album comes out, maybe you can make a appearance for us down here. I'm sure there's a lot of us that would love to see you. Yeah, we're working on it. So uh, we're trying to get some stuff together to get back on the road next year. So hopefully it'll come through. And uh, if it does, I'm sure we'll, we'll be up there somewhere. Well, that sounds good to me. I, I appreciate you taking the time, brother. All right. Y'all have a good one. Love. 
cover entitled Little Old Wine Drinker. Both these songs are currently unreleased. They're both from an album where Joey's been working on entitled Nothing Left to Prove, which should be out next year. But a hell, up next on the Old Soul Radio Show, figure I'll play you a couple from old Sturgill Simpson. So get to the music, figure out little Sturgill tell you how life ain't fair and the world is mean. On W.B. Walker's Old Soul Radio Show Out. Songs leave everything else to me. 
Daddy was a highwayman But he never wrote any old country song Papa never stayed out raising hell Till the break of dawn But the rest of proud coal miner's daughter And I'm proud to be her son She told me, boy, I don't care if you hit it big Cause you're already number one That's the way it goes This dead name And the dog would have swapped my truck out for a van I'm gonna hit the road, finally into that long white line in the promised land You won't hear my song on the radio, new sounds on the rage You can always find me in a smoking ball, that sound at a dim lit station That's the way it goes, this dead name Said you ain't got to read between the lines and you just got to turn the pain Sturgill Simpson with Life Ain't Fair in 
world is mean, followed by Railroad of Sin, off his latest release, 2013's High Top Mountain. But hell, up next on the old Soul Radio Show, figure I play a couple more. Old Joey Alcorn. Say so hell, get into the music. Let old Joey tell y'all about that old lonesome, lovesick man on WB Walker's old soul radio show. Oh. Some 
honky-tonk hell Loves old Joey Alcorn with a lonesome lovesick man Followed by Oh Honky Tonk Hell off his latest release, 2009's All Alone Again, which hell is available on iTunes. So what are you waiting on? Pick her up. It's pretty damn good. Up next on the old Soul Radio Show, figure I'd play a couple more. Old Sturgill Simpson. So get to the music. A little Sturgill tell you all about sitting here without you on WB Walker's Old Soul. Radio show. Uh, you could told me didn't care about me. You could told me was a cheap kind. I'd be out on a town. Running around seeing what else I could find Instead of sitting here without you With you on my mind Just as I can tell, storms about to break. Cause there's thunder inside my mind. 
There's lightning behind me There's love and wind is dying down Don't let it fool you, storm ain't done Blood water's rolling in and my heart's gonna dance Our love's wielding like a flower They ain't got enough sun Well, the thunder in my head might go away And the river pain flow back to sea Well, if you don't come back home, stay Bring a stop in the rain and happiness to me Well, if you would just come back, I'd be so grateful And the storm would be over The world wouldn't seem so mean and hateful down on a bed of no clover There's a low and the wind is dying down Don't let it fall, you storm ain't done But water's rolling in, my heart's gone down Our love's wielding like a flower, ain't got enough sun Don't let it fool you, storm ain't done Flood water's rolling and my heart's gonna drown Our love's wielding like a flower, ain't got no sound So Sturgill Simpson was sitting here without you, followed by the storm off his latest release, 2013's High Top Mountain, which is also available on iTunes. So while you're waiting on, pick that one up. I guarantee you, old Mr. Simpson, be much obliged. 
But up next on the old Soul Radio Show, I figure I'll play a couple more. Old Joey Alcorn. So hell, get to the music. Little Joey tell you all about being all alone again on WB Walker's old Soul Radio Show. Oh.
sent my baby back to the Lord just yesterday. Her time on earth was through. Oh Lord, what will I do now that I'm left to wander all latest release, 2009's All Alone Again, which I tell you, if you want to find out more about Mr. Joey Alcorn, head on over to joeyalcorn.net, which hell, his website's down right now, but it will forward you to his Facebook account, but hell, up next on the old show radio show, figure I'll play a couple more, from old Sturgill Simpson, so you can get to the music, there's old Sturgill, telling you about old King Cole, and W.B. Walker's. Old Soul Radio Show. Uh,
many a man down Haines here hill made a living on old black gold. Now there ain't nothing welfare and pill when them belts all come. I'll be one of the first long, long line not to go down from old black plum. Yeah, my death will be sore. Rest of my kind. And my life will be sadder than the songs they all sing. Walking cold, a big old dude. Mountains are gone, so on you. Oh, they come from the city. This ain't your town My great-grandfather Spent his days in a coal mine His nights on Fortune a chase. Now he's in heaven, down here in hell. The rivers run muddy and the mountains are bent. Walking cold, what are we gonna do? The mountains are gone, so hard. Say that looks can be deceiving There's been rumors going round One look at me is the same thing as believing Everything you've heard Without hearing a sound With miles remind you Of water in a well Cause your heart is a stone And I know sometimes it can seem like my mind Longs to a child's grown Somewhere between you and me I've lost my way and I'm trying to get back Trying like hell, but 
too soon to tell Our love has all died Like water in a Lord knows I've tried to move on Get you out of my mind You find your way in all my soul Every memory I can manage to find Someday if I'm standing on some big old stage You're down in the crack Trying to tell friends You used to know it when In your heart you know I ain't through somehow Trying like hell but It's too soon to tell Those are Sturtle Simpson telling y'all about Old King Cole, followed by Water in a Well, off his latest release, 2013's High Top Mountain, which hell, if you want to find out more about Mr. Sturgill Simpson, head your big ass on over to SturgillSimpson.com. Hell, while you're there, check old Kentucky boys' tour dates out. See if old Sturgill comes anywhere close to where you live. But I tell you, it is getting to be that time again, friends. It's time for old WB to pack on up and mosey on. But before I go, I'd just like to say thanks to each and every one of you that took the time to listen to this old radio show of mine again. I sure do appreciate it. I'd also like to say thanks to old Joey Alcorn and old Sturgill Simpson for giving me the opportunity to play some damn fine music for you all. I sure do appreciate it, guys. I'd also like to say thanks to old Glenn Simpson for once again providing me with some of the finest old instrumental music I've ever heard. I sure do appreciate it, brother. WBWalker.com is where you need to go to find me. There's links to my Twitter, my Facebook, and my Instagram. So what are you waiting on? Look me up. But I tell you, if anybody would like to make a donation to the Old Soul Radio Show this week, if you would, I'd appreciate it if you go to HankRecord.com make a donation to the project that Joey's working on, a tribute album for the Hank Williams Museum. And hell, all proceeds do go to the Hank Williams Museum. 
for hell. You know your money's going to a good cause. But like always, y'all take it easy. Have you a good one. I'll see you next week. Bye. Clock's called the same. Yeah, time sure does fly by when you're having fun. So what you mean we've been here about as long as we're welcome? Yeah, I reckon it's about time to get our satchels and go, Hank. That's right. Friends, we'll see you again in the morning. Until then, this is Hank Williams saying best of luck and health to you. Thanks for listening. If the good Lord's willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you in the morning. Lola, put the coffee pot on. Put the biscuits in the oven. I'll be there right away, if not sooner than that.